You're listening to Veg Your Best. There has never been a more important time to be vegan. At Veg Your Best, I want to help you. I want to help you limit and eliminate the consumption of animal products without feeling deprived, overwhelmed, or unsupported, even if no one you know is vegan. My name's Michelle Olander. I'm a life coach. I know that if I could go vegan in my 50s, with all my excuses, I know you can start moving in that direction too. Veg your best, and there's nothing you can't do. Episode 122, Don't Do Veganuary Without Me. Happy New Year, veg heads, all my veggie besties. Happy, happy New Year. And I'm kind of glad to know that this podcast episode is dropping on January 3rd. January 3rd, a couple of days into the new year. Because for some of us, for some of us, resolutions are already being dropped. What was that sound? (laughs) Is that the sound of my resolution being ignored, reconsidered, or regretted? And of course, Bunches of us didn't set any resolutions. And it's interesting because what I have seen very, very clearly in my work, really clearly, is that the world is quite divided on the topic of resolutions. And it's actually why I'm making an offer at the end of, at the end of this podcast. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But it's because I have noticed this vaguely in the past, but I'm really getting a strong sense of it this year because of all these New Year old me memes, etc. There is a revolution against resolutions. And I think it's because, not that there's anything wrong with resolutions, but it's because so many of us use the idea of a resolution against ourselves. We pick a goal We make a plan, or we set a resolution, if you will, and we choose a resolution based on something we feel all too often is wrong with us. We set it in order to fix something. We choose it to address some area that we feel we're failing or not measuring up something that relates to a place where we feel maybe broken or incapable or unsupported. And I think that that is a good example of how we are not effectively using the concept that, yes, it's our thoughts that create our results. The same goal, the same resolution might feel very, very different depending on who is making that resolution and their thoughts about the resolution because of the story, because of the meaning, because of, you could call it the subtext of that goal. Because we have narratives, we have stories around all our goals. And I think most of us know intuitively, we know that things we have accomplished in the past, things that we've done that we've been proud of, we mostly felt some level of positivity about it 
or we had very few complicated thoughts about them. Because a resolution is just a sentence, right? It's nothing until you start thinking about it like everything else. So for example, if your resolution is, uh, say it's to read more books in the year ahead, person A might be thinking, oh, I only read four, maybe five books all of last year. And what about that pile of books on my nightstand and the amount of money I spent on all those books over the past couple of years, books that didn't even get, re- didn't even get started reading? And all that money could have gone to another use or my bills. And honestly, sometimes I even hide the books I've purchased from my husband or my family. I could have donated those books. Or the cash I spent, I could have given to children so they'd have access to books. And right now, there's no way with my job and with my life, I'm so stressed out at night. I don't even read. I just channel surf or scroll my phone. And I'm so behind that the idea of sitting down to read during the day is practically impossible. If I had time during the day, I should be doing X, Y, Z, all the things that I'm behind on. Okay. (laughs) Compare that same resolution to read more books in 2023 when person B is thinking, hmm, you know, I used to love reading so much. I want to feel more of that this year. I want to read more. And that feels more or less delightful. So who's more likely to read more in 2023? Now, if you're someone who's considering Veganuary or a January vegan challenge or something similar, please, please think about that. Please make your goal or your plan or your resolution out of a feeling like delight or curiosity, a feeling like love or one of the emotions, one of the feelings that goes with the choices and actions and activities that you do really enjoy. Because I don't think you want to go vegan to punish yourself or to suffer or to feel isolated or ashamed I think you would love to make a move towards veganism with a feeling of openness, of interest and connection to the way our, way our food systems work, a feeling of engagement with our culture and what's possible. You might want a feeling of empowerment, empowerment to see what you can do in the role you play in the environment. And with an eye towards seeing what what would be easy to do and what might take us a little more time to figure out. Whatever goal you make from now until the end of time, I encourage you to look for what lights you up. To look for what excites you, what feels like play, and also what, what makes you feel creative and powerful and protective. You don't need relief from feelings like play and power and protecting others, connection and love. When we make resolutions or goals to address our feelings of shame or of incompetence, and when we set resolutions to fix us 
or to address all the self-critical shoulds that are going through our brains. Well, in those cases, most of us can only white-knuckle or willpower ourselves through that for so long. Just for so long until we need or really want relief. Until we throw it all in and we only want to check out and numb ourselves. If you want to make a resolution, if you did already make a resolution this year, and whether that resolution is Veganuary or any other plan, please, please look for the delight and the excitement and the game, really the game. We've talked about that on the podcast many times. And right now, do you remember Mary Poppins? Anybody? Mary Poppins? In any job that must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun and snap. The job's a game. And every task you undertake becomes a piece of cake, a lark, a spree. It's very clear to see. Okay, I can't sing with my post-flu voice (laughs) that you may be able to hear. I am feeling better if you're worried about me. But while I don't recommend sugar, a spoonful of sugar, as Mary Poppins did, I don't recommend that to my clients or to you, my veggie bestie. But I do recommend that any goal you have, any resolution you set, I recommend that you connect it with the sweetness of life in one way or another. The sweetness of your life. The sweetness of life on this planet. The sweetness of each life that gets born. And I get it. I get it if you say, Michelle, I would love to set a fun, exciting, sweet goal or resolution, but I don't think you understand. My health is at stake. I don't have options about a fun resolution. And I get that. I've talked to many people like this, and I would say in this case, yeah, it's even more important. It's actually essential that you find out why you want to make that health change. It's essential to find out why you do want that connection, why addressing your health issue is something you want to do out of love and connection to the sweetness of life. Now, if you resent that your health depends on certain lifestyle changes, and if you're ashamed about choices you've made in the past, And if you're angry that other people don't seem to have to eat the way you do or take the medicines that you do, it makes things so much harder than they have to be. Because that resentment, that shame, that anger, they require relief after a while. And it makes positive action unsustainable for most of us. You're not broken. So the greeting is Happy New Year. (laughs) Have you heard that one? Happy New Year. It's not self-punishing and self-loathing New Year. So please, please, if you're not focused on creating a happy new year, don't make a resolution. Don't create a goal that you're going to use as a stick to beat yourself with when it's challenging. 
or when you run into a difficult patch. And if you'd like to talk about how to make your goal more positive and feel more connected, and if you want to know how to make a resolution that feels more like a game, then let's do it. Let's get on a call. Resolution, no resolution, this year, all I want, all I want for you is to get excited about your life. Because honestly, it is the limitations, the time limits, the out of bounds, the rules, the lines on the field. That's what makes the game actually exciting. It's the limitations that make life meaningful. And if you're ready, are you? If you're ready to look for the fun and the connection and the sweetness in the challenges that we all face, let's go. Let's go. And if there's any mindset or attitude that I think will help you build a vegan practice, this is it. So start. Start choosing more fun, more love, more compassion, more connection, more laughter, more delight. Oh, you think it's harder than that? (laughs) Maybe. But what if it actually isn't? What if all you needed to do was find the element of fun and snap the jobs a game? Okay. Mary Poppins, Pollyanna. I know I've been called all those silly names of people who are um, a little toxically positive. Maybe I am, but let's try it out. Okay, kids, that's the short of it. The message that I have this month, this January, veganuary for many of us, I am pleased, I'm pleased to make an offer to work with any of you, any of you for free on your vegan goals all month. It's a pleasure and it's a challenge and it's what I would just love to offer. So just get in touch and we'll figure out how best to communicate, whether that's phone or Zoom or WhatsApp. I have Voxer, I have Instagram Messenger, Facebook Messenger, you just let me know. And if you know someone who wants support this January, send them a link. Send them a link to this podcast or to my Instagram at VegYourBest. Honestly, I cannot think of anything, anything I want to do more this month than help more people build a vegan practice. And all it takes is practice. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, And that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.